in a faraway imaginary place called Toronto, Ontario, Canada. A failed frozen banana salesman is trying to make it as a bass player in a punk band. Then there's the girl this super bad bassist is pursuing. Standard fare, really. Oh, did I forget to mention? This place is inside a video game, and to woo his fuchsia follicle female skating the side streets of Scarborough, he must defeat all of her evil exes before he can say, This is the end of the movie. Starring Captain America, Captain Marvel, Superman, no wait, he's the Atom. Wait, he's Superman again. Lenny from Legion, the newsroom's Maggie, who's the doctor in the new Picard series, Santa's sister, the Huntress, and Lego Robin, based on Brian Lee O'Malley's graphic novel of the same name, Edgar Wright's Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Listening to Now You've Seen It, the podcast that endeavors to fill the holes in your essential movie viewing. Here's your host, Mike Wiley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Now You've Seen It, the podcast that endeavors to fill the holes in your essential movie viewing history. I am your host for today's episode, Mr. Michael Wiley, saying greetings and salutations. To all of you, our faithful followers and listeners. Look, I think we've got a good show for you guys on today. We've got some awesome panelists joining us. We have Matt Vague, who's joining us on today. And we also have Alice Lauren. How are you both doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I cannot complain. I can, but I choose not to. Yeah, I'm good too. Excited (laughs) to talk about this movie. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Now, we actually got a special, special guest joining us on today. Um, you know, he he's no stranger to um uh, to podcast. He is a YouTuber, he is a streamer, he's a self-proclaimed nerd and geek. He is actually a former professional wrestling. Um, he's actually New Jersey's favorite Italian, next to Tony Soprano, of course. And I am talking about the one, the only Mr. Joey Image. Joey, what's going on, my friend? Good evening. Good evening, sir. <laughs> How are y'all? I know, right? He he has that voice. He's like, "Good evening, ladies." <laughs> yes. Good evening, ladies. Yes. <laughs> or, or lady. And Welcome friend. to Pillow yeah. Talk with Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scott Pillow. Yeah, right. Welcome to Pillow Talk with Joey Image. Today's <laughs> Today we're going to talk about Scott Pilgrim. Right. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about and what Scott. What pillow talk it is. Yes. Yeah, that's a wonderful pillow oh, yeah. talk. So we are actually talking about Scott Pilgrim. So the bag, so the cat's out of the bag. And, um, you know, this was a movie that I did go to see at the theater when it came out. I was, um, I don't, well, don't want to say that I was excited, but I was intrigued in regards to um, what the movie was going to be about. So uh, I was definitely one to go and check it out at the theaters. Now, I don't know if you guys seen it at the theaters if you're, or if you've seen it via DVD or video on demand, um, but I was one standing in line purchasing a ticket to go see said movie. Um, now, Joey, previous to the recording, was this something that you went to go check out when it first came out, or did you only watch it, or was watching it prior to the podcast your first time viewing? Yeah, no, this is my first time. I watched it just for this, and... Um... Yeah, so I had never seen it. My wife had seen it. She she uh, insisted that I would not like it. 
um, but she had seen it years ago, and I just got a uh, borrowed DVD from a friend and watched it. That she insisted that you wouldn't like it. Yeah, she she. I told her about about this podcast. She's like, "You're not gonna like that movie." And I, I don't know why she thought that, but she's like, "Yeah, it's just not you," and blah blah blah. So I don't know. I will uh, I will reveal uh, my whether I agree or disagree with that as we this podcast. What was your initial viewing of it when you when you first saw it? Like, what was like when you saw it? Did you say, "Eh," or were you like, "Ah"? You mean after it finished? Yeah, when you when you after you finished viewing it, were you you know were you like, "Oh, were you pleasantly surprised?" Or were you like, "Now nah, the wife was right." Uh, kind of in between those. There, it had its good moments, but uh, I think more of the um more of the favor went towards her than uh than the movie itself. Okay, okay. Alice, what about you? Did you uh, now was this your first time watching it, or had you seen it previous to the podcast? I so I had seen it previously in the last few years. I I couldn't really tell you. I don't know if it was necessarily ten years ago, which is crazy to think about, but. Um, in, in the last few years, and I just hated it, and then I saw it again, still didn't really like it. Um, maybe I have some more opinion for it now, but yeah, still still not a big fan. You hated it? I know. Maybe that's a strong word. It's a very just... strong word. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I will just leave. Okay. No. <laughs> did, it, did, it, did it induce vomiting? Let's ask that question. I mean, was it that, that induce time? vomiting. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Time the scenes, friends. We, we had some recording issues last time. And I indeed vomited after watching this film. <laughs> I mean, we never did ask if they were correlated or not, or if it was a coincidence. Yes, <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> Matt, what about you, man? What was your first impression of it? Uh, so I didn't see it in theater, but I did see it soon after it got out of theater off of a friend recommendation. Um, I wished I had seen it in theater after I saw it. I, I had no idea what it was. It was so random. I loved it. <laughs> it was very, You know what? That's probably the best description of the movie. It's, it's very random. And it's one of those movies that, like, you, because you really don't know what you're going in. You really don't know what to expect when you're going into it, right? And it very much keeps you like, what the world is going on? Like, what is this? And it's it's one of those weird kind of quirky movies, almost like Napoleon Dynamite, right? It's just, it's one of those movies where you watch it and it's just like, what did I just sit through? And That's then, very- uh, what did you say? That's a very good comparison, by the way, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. It is. It's one of it's one of those movies where you go in and you watch it and you're sitting there the whole time and it's like, I really want to leave, but I can't because whatever it is that's on the screen is kind of holding my attention. And then after you leave, it's like, what did I just watch? And you kind of later on appreciate it. It's, it's really weird, man. But, you know, um, uh, yeah, it, it was just uh, it, it was one of those movies where uh, you either liked it. I found, I did find, though, that, that there are two groups of people, people who who really liked it and people who really hated it. There are very few that are kind of in between. So it's very interesting, Joey, that you said, you know, you leaned more towards what your wife said, although it wasn't a total, I hated it. So I thought that was really interesting that you said that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it had it had its moments and uh, it had uh, some cast that I like, but uh, just overall, I, I don't. And and it, it's almost weird to me that I didn't love it more, considering I'm such a geek and a gamer. Um, right. Right. But I, I don't know. It just I think at the end of the day, like you said, Napoleon Dynamite. That was a movie that I watched the first time, and I was like, 
this is the dumbest effing thing I've seen in a long time. And then I watched it the second time. Uh, I, I was I was at someone's house a couple of a couple of uh, weeks after the first time I saw that, and I think it was my sister actually. She was watching Napoleon Dynamite, and uh, I I sat there and watched it with her because I was you know wasn't my house, so it wasn't up to me. And then after that, I was like, man, that movie's hilarious. Like, I don't know what I was, I don't know what I missed the first time, but for some reason, the second viewing, it was just so good. So yeah. I feel like I need to watch Scott Pilgrim again, maybe to kind of quote unquote get it. But uh, yeah, after first viewing, I was not about it at all, really. Gotcha. So I'll tell you what, then, what we'll do is we're going to take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we'll get into the meat of conversation as to why you, and really not only you, but why a lot of people didn't uh, apparently didn't like it because it didn't do very well at the box office. And then we'll, we'll talk about some other things. So we're going to break right here for an ad, boys and girls. When we come back, we're going to get into the meat of the discussion. Matt, Alice, and myself, along with Joy, right here on the Now You've Seen It podcast. On the new podcast, High Tea with Monsters, Rebel Scum, and Vigilantes, there's plenty to go around for everyone's inner film nerd. Whether you're craving news and analysis... This name, you know, who decided to make a movie based on a board game? Yeah. We are more days into 2020 than there are black actors and actresses nominated for Golden Globes. That means less than four. Or some lighter fare. Well, to me, a movie isn't really a movie without something that's scary to it. Ray, Ray, yeah. I'm force sensitive. <laughs> ah, I could use the force too. <laughs> Join High Tea with Monsters, Rebel Scum, and Vigilantes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else your favorite podcasts are served. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. All right, and welcome back to the Now You've Seen It podcast, the podcast that endeavors to fill the holes in your essential movie viewing. Mike Wiley, Matt Vague, Alex Lauren, and our special ghost, our special guest, not ghost, because he hasn't left, Gordon <laughs> Girl. He's alive, you guys. He is alive. Our special guest, Mr. <laughs> Joey Emmett, joining us for today's discussion. And we are talking about the 2000 and was it nine? Nine release of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And uh, we were discussing a few minutes ago about uh, how we initially felt about Scott. And Joey mentioned that he didn't really care about it. And uh, some of us saw it in the theater. Some of us didn't. Uh, And actually, a lot of people didn't go see it at the theater. Although there was, oddly enough, some really good hype surrounding the movie. But it didn't do well. There was an $89 million budget for the movie. But it only made $49 million in the box office. So um, I guess my first question is, what the world? What, what what do y'all think happened? I mean, for a movie that, 
especially when you think of movies in terms of comic book adaptation. This one was considered to be probably closest to the source material as, you know, than than other comic book adaptations we've seen. It had a lot of really, really good references, especially like Joey was saying, like he didn't understand why he didn't like it because he was a gamer and it had a lot of gaming references in there. But why didn't the movie do well? I mean, why, 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 why did they not go support this movie at the box office? I mean, I had read an article, and I know I, we'd talked about it previously, that mm. these video game references themselves kind of appeal to older gamers, but this movie may have been too, I don't, I don't want to say childish, obviously, like, I don't, I don't know if this is, like, necessarily a kid's movie, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, maybe not. it was, it was, yeah, so <laughs> maybe it was too, I don't know, immature, childish, whatever, for, for adults, but, like, it, it didn't fit for kids, so it, but, like, it had the references, but the kids won't understand all the video game references, so maybe it was kind of like, who was this even made for, in a sense. Do you think maybe it was just maybe it was just bad marketing because yeah. you know because I, I I don't to be honest I mean it was ten years ago but I, I really don't remember um like any trailers or many ads for it and um uh, especially when you think of how was it marketed like was is it supposed to be a rom com is it an action movie is it you know they it wasn't like they were necessarily spinning it as a comic book movie. Uh, it wasn't a video game adaptation, so it was like I think a lot of people were like, "What kind of movie is it?" And they just kind of waited and just said, "You know what? Maybe I'll just hold off on this one for a while." I mean, I think it's a reflection of Michael Sarah as a, a leading man because really? his other movies, you know, it peaked with Super Bad, but that was kind of more of an ensemble thing, and it's just right. the word of mouth on that spread like crazy when it's in theaters. Um, and then after that, he was the lead in Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist that only made thirty-three million. But on a lower budget and then it was in year one with jack black and jack black pulls it in a lot by himself right. um and that only made 62 million off a 75 million dollar budget i just don't think people saw michael Sarah as a leading guy especially in an action type movie and how oh, well how well do video game movies even do i mean i know not that yeah, it's like based thing. off of there but even like pixels looks dumb this looks dumb i mean even even thinking like just trailer wise it kind of looks silly and and dumb but like not silly in a in a good way just from an outsider perspective and, and if you're thinking like oh based on a video game or even based on well based on comic books we're getting even better with those but obviously but based on a video game we're not we're not doing so well um with those kind of adaptations no you're actually you're, you're actually um hit a point because Really, movies that are like video game, like adaptive movies, have a really uh, they they have a really bad stigma, and it's generally because they turn out bad. I I honestly can't think of too many movies that were adapted from a video game that was actually really good. Mario, um, no. <laughs> oh God! Oh, Warcraft. Now you know what Warcraft was actually pretty decent. I, I did. But it, well, I, yeah, but it, it didn't. Well, I guess it did actually. It, it, it was adapted from Warcraft. Which, uh, yeah. A lot of people think it's a World of Warcraft movie, but uh, I know it didn't do in this country. But uh, it did like four hundred million in Japan, in China or something. I yeah. loved it. I mean, I've seen it a thousand times probably by now. Because I can't, I can't think of any. Any video game movie, like I know Jake Gyllenhaal, he the Prince of Persia movie wasn't terrible, but it was just him playing Persian. I think that kind of threw me off. 
I didn't see. Um, I also didn't see Assassin's Creed, which I wanted to. Assassin's see. Creed was horrible. Oh, I saw Assassin's Creed. I mean, it was all right. It was good. The well, movie. okay, I won't say horrible, but none of them have been super successful. They're not necessarily bad. Right, right, right. And I think a lot of people, because they go into it expecting to see exactly what they, you know, what they played or interacted with, and it's like you're seeing it on the big screen, and they have to understand that it is an, an adaptation of the source material. So. You know, but yeah, it's this it's this weird stigma with video game adapted movies, whereas they generally aren't very good, and vice versa. Normally, games is made off of movies aren't that good either. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, there you go. So, um, I, I don't know, man. I think I, I I'm really surprised that it didn't do well because, especially when you know we're we're in like Hollywood has been in this funk for the last decade or so, where they have just basically been doing reboots and remakes and recuts and you know um whatever whatever else they can throw re in front of and so something different came out and it was just like it 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 just wasn't received very well so i don't know it was really it was really strange i i i, I really expected it to do I, I i expected it to do let's just i guess i shouldn't have been surprised that um it didn't do well because of Michael Sarah. So so is the is the is the disdain for Michael Sarah real? I thought that was just a, I thought that was just a meme that people didn't like him. I, I didn't know that was like a real yeah. thing. I think they like him as a supporting character. Yeah. That's a comedic relief. I just I don't, don't know. Think he's a lead lead. Man. Yeah, well, what did I hear? It was like Michael Sarah looks like someone who just wandered on set and they're like, all right, fine, screw it. <laughs> Act, <you know? laughs> I feel like I feel like Michael Sarah is like like a young David Spade. Like I don't care about David Spade. I never found him funny. I just don't think he's funny. I think he's like just way too boring. And I feel like Michael Sarah is the same way to me. He's just younger. They're very dry. Oh. You either like that. I also think that David Spade's got a uh, pompous ego, and that turns me off to him like very quickly. <laughs> you know, Michael Sarah kind of, to me, Michael Sarah kind of comes off that way a little bit. Maybe not as pompous, but he comes off a little. Well, can I can I tell you a David Spade story that I've that I heard? Yeah, it's a very quick one. All right, so so David Spade and Sean Penn were in somewhere filming a movie, wherever. Um, I don't know if they were filming together or if they just happened to be in in close cities filming two separate things. And uh, David Spade called uh, Sean Penn on his cell phone. And was like, hey, we should do dinner one night, blah blah. blah. So whatever night it was, uh, David Spade's like, oh, I'm staying at at whatever hotel. Uh, you know, come to you know, just come in and. And they'll page my room or whatever. So he went in there and he was like, uh, you know, I'm looking for David Spade. And of course, he, they don't use, you know, they don't use real names. So fans can't find them. So he came in and was like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm looking for David Spade. And they're like, there's nobody here under that name. And he goes, listen, I, you know, I, I'm Sean Penn. I'm looking for David Spade. And they're like, I'm sorry, we don't have anyone under that name here. We can't, you know, we can't do anything for you. So he left and he, and he ended up calling him back and leaving a voicemail. And he was like, David, uh, this is Sean. The, the, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but uh, I was like, David, this is Sean. Uh, I tried to get you at the hotel, and they said that you're not there. Uh, I'm not sure what the name you're using tonight is, but I couldn't find you. So when you get this, call me back. I'm staying at whatever hotel, and I'm under the name Sean Penn. <laughs> and wow. he, like, I think he might have told that on the Stern Show. Maybe is where I heard it. And he was like, he just had such, he's like, I, you know, Sean Penn was like, you know, I, I love the guy, but God, that ego, man. I mean, come on. I'm staying under the name Sean Penn. That's my name. I'm like hoping that was an accident. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> right. He was like, oh, oh, shoot. Like, I forgot to tell you, you know. 
No man, yeah. some some people some people characters on screen is is a reflection of you know who they are in real life. So I, I know that like I know that David Spade doesn't write the scripts that he does. So maybe right. he maybe maybe it's not that he's not funny to me. Maybe he just picks crappy movies. I don't know. I'm just like I, I mean I didn't appreciate Chris Farley till a couple years after he passed away either. So maybe that's you mean to tell me you didn't like Joe Dirt? I didn't. I didn't even watch it because David Spade's in it. <laughs> like Tommy Boy was all right. Black people was all right. You know, I just I don't know. I'm just not a I don't know. I don't care no, about David Spade. I, what, I don't. When I think David Spade, I always automatically think Adam Sandler and you know and those guys. So I, I don't know. If you if you like that kind of humor, you know, there you go. Maybe I'll check out Joe Dirt at some point. Yeah, Joe Dierte. So okay, well, in that vein though, if, since we were talking about like David Spade and him being arrogant and how that kind of you know, how that you know how his persona maybe turned some people off. You know, is could that have been a thing with Scott Pilgrim, the character? Because Michael Sarah has that dry kind of hey, I just like like Alice said, I just wandered on set. Can I play with you guys? type of attitude. You know, like like a lot of people I when I talked to some people, they didn't like they didn't like Scott Pilgrim's character. Like he was just like he was a loser in a sense. You know, he was he was kind of a loser and and he was a womanizer when you think about it, you know. Um, well, he was, who from he this was, movie was a good? Who from this movie was a likable character? Maybe uh-huh. Knives. I don't know. I, mean, I like I Knives, and I like um, I like Scott. I thought Scott I was like cool. That. Yeah, you know, like his bandmates. I, like, I, like, I thought were okay. I liked Evil Scott. Nega Scott. <laughs> evil nice scott yeah but more from anna kendrick we need more of scott's sister and the underused i think all his friends yeah 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 uh well actually no wallace was cool mm-hmm. um, oh yes yeah okay, kira Crocker's character he was he was actually probably my favorite character in he the, was the uh, roommate right? in the mo- yeah, yeah that was the roommate yeah yeah, yeah i like that kid yeah he i mean was, they all he, told <laughs> the right things they, they I, all I, they had a really, they had a really, really cool cast. If you think about it, because who all was in it? They had um, Kieran Culkin, they had Anna Kendrick, um, Brandon Routh, they had yeah, Brie Larson. Yeah, Superman was in. Yeah, um, uh, so was Captain America. Um, uh, yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, he was he was in it. Um, man, Jason Schwartzman was in it. I mean, it was a lot. It was a very eclectic. You know, Bill Hader was doing sound effects. Bill, right. It's like, come on, there you go. You got Bill Hader doing sound effects. So it was a really cool. I was really, I'm telling you, I was really surprised at at how badly and how badly um it, it really did at the um it really did at the box office. So speaking of Karen, his his roommate, um, you know, Wallace was gay in the movie. Um, there was a scene in the, when we talked about it previously that me and Joey found particularly funny. <laughs> there was a line. And um, there was a, he 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 had informed Wallace that he was inviting Ramona over for dinner, and he told Wallace that he had to leave because he didn't want him gaying the place up. Now, oh. <laughs> <laughs> let me say this: <laughs> the reason why I found that line particularly funny is because I had I have gay family members and I have gay friends, and you know because of the closeness that we have, we I joke around with them like that. And I have used that line probably more than probably more than I should have. I'm just gonna be honest. Did you learn it from this movie? 
Oh, no, I did not. <laughs> okay, I was, I was gonna say I've heard that before too, and I never seen this movie, but I've heard it. No, no, I no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't learn it from this movie. That's why when I heard it, though, I instantly broke out laughing because it was just like, holy crap! I've I've said that once before. Um, do you think that the this movie could have survived in? And in the time that we live in now, because it, it wasn't a very a very politically correct movie, because he he was dating a seventeen year old, um, you know. So there was a lot of not necessarily PC things in this movie. Um, would it have survived in this day and age? Like, would it would, would it have even gone to production? Like, with some of the things that was going on in the movie, probably I don't think it maybe, maybe a few tweaks there. I mean, I don't think I I think that gay line would have caused a lot of. Well, like really? you said, I've got gay friends too, and they're pretty cool with people they know making jokes like that. You know, if some yeah. random person on the street says it in malice, then it's a big thing. But I think right. they would have recognized it for what it was, and I don't think it would have been that big of a backlash. Yeah, because I think, and, and it's just like you said, it was really the context that he used. And I don't think he was telling Wallace that to be offensive. Like, yeah, you're gay. I don't want you around my girlfriend. Oh, right, I think right, he right. was yeah, just saying, like, look. Not. You know, like, look, Wallace, don't, you know, give us some space. I think that's more along, more along the lines of what it was. Um, yeah, definitely. So, so Ramona and Knives. Speaking of Knives, you had you have Knives Child, which is the 17-year-old, soon to be 18, that he was dating. And then he meets the girl of his dreams, Ramona. And the whole basis of the movie, um, the, whole, the whole synopsis of the movie was basically him fighting um, Ramona's exes, which was the um, League of Evil exes, and there were seven all together. Um, Joey, I got to shoot this question to you because by you being a former pro wrestler, I understand, and as a fan of wrestling, I know that one thing that a wrestler needs is a repertoire of moves and special moves and signature moves, you know, something that defines him from all the other wrestlers and, or from everyone else in the ring. Um, the exes that Scott was fighting, they all were they all were very different. They all had different abilities and and cool things that that they did. I gotta shoot this question to you first. If if you had to pick one of the X battles, which one would be your favorite? Um, Captain America. I forget the guy's name, Chris something. Seven. Because <laughs> yeah. like he he did that like I don't I don't even want to say body slam, but he did that body slam move where he just like tossed him. Like four hundred yards when he threw it to the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like into the castle or whatever. Yeah. That was the coolest thing I'd seen in a long time. He just tossed it. Was like boom, like a rag doll. I mean, obviously Scott Pilgrim was a lot smaller than everybody, but I mean that was a hell of a throw. With one arm, might I add? Yes, I think he, he grabbed him by the. He just grabbed him by the leg and just chucked him. Was like, all right, get over there. Yeah. Now, what about you? You had a favorite X battle? I, I leaned toward that one until the, how it ended, where he just skateboarded until he blew up. <laughs> blew up. <laughs> <laughs> it showed me a little explosion thing and coins went up and points or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but then when the final fight happened with Jason Schwartzman, you have, you know, Scott fights, uh, whatever his name was in the movie, Gideon. Yeah, yeah. And Knives ends up jumping down and fighting Ramona. And then they have to do it all over again and everyone fights Gideon. It just, uh, it was a great great way to build up to the to the biggest and best fight final battle alice did you have a favorite x battle um i mean i think i'm gonna i'm trying to remember all of them but i, I would say the the first one too with 
Captain America. I'll call him Captain America. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that ending either. I mean, but based on obviously the hotness of Mr. Captain America and also his, <laughs> I, I guess it was basically his finishing move, flinging him into the abyss. Um, you know, I, I, I think that'll probably be my favorite. Yeah. It was fun uh, to play a, an unlikable character. It was. It was. It was very much. I, I very much enjoyed that because most of the movies that he plays in, he plays that guy that you know you're kind of rooting for. He was a bit of an a hole in this one, and I thought that was actually kind of cool. I, I really, I love. I think Gideon really is. I, I want to say the Gideon battle is probably a given for most people because that was the big climactic battle. That was it. That was the boss battle, right? Yeah. Um, if I had to pick. Um, one of the smaller battles. I'm really, really torn between um, the Chris Evans battle and um, and the one with Brandon Routh. Uh, um, I forget his name. Vegan. <laughs> vegan. vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like Chris Evans' battle because I really thought that was a cool nod to to the stuntmen, right? Because you know, enjoy you know, man, just doing professional wrestling. You know, you guys put yourselves through, you know, through a lot of punishment to pull that, to pull some of that stuff off. Oh, yeah. And these stuntmen do the same thing. And a lot of times they don't get their time to shine. And I thought that was really cool that his uh, that his stuntman. Stunt yeah. yeah. And it was like his real stuntman, right? And his real body doubles. They actually use them uh, in the movie. And it was so funny because he was like, hey, I'm going to get a latte. Did you want one? It was like, no, nah, I'm cool. And they all sound like him, which was really cool, too. So I thought that was dope, and then the 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 battle with him and Brandon Roth or the the vegan, I just thought that that was funny because they really had a bead on the whole vegan trend, and that was like ten years ago before it even became a really big thing, you know. And and so when he uh when he fooled him with the half and half coffee or whatever, and he lost <laughs> his vegan powers and the vegan police came in there and they started reading off the infractions that he had. I was like, that was the dumbest thing, but it was still funny to me. So, and actually the base, the base battle itself was, was really, really good. I actually thought the music in the movie wasn't too bad either, you know, and, and as for someone who's not really, you know, familiar with the, with, you know, with the kind of grunge or I guess was that, was that like grunge music, I guess, that the they punk, were doing? Yeah. yeah, like that punk kind of garage band kind of sound. Not really familiar yeah, yeah. with it. Um, I really did enjoy the music in it, and which actually a cool little nerd fact is that all of the songs that were in the movie were actually were written by actual bands. And I thought that was, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, quick shout out of, of, of for a battle uh, for Ramona's female acts because Scott had a very interesting finishing move. Yes, um, he did. I don't think I remember this. Oh, the the ex, uh, I I can't remember her name, but um, let's just say that her oh, spot was, was her in that movie, right? No, no, that was Scott's I mean, ex. Uh, Oh, she okay. orgasmed to death, is what basically oh. is what happened. You know, <laughs> that's so. what happened. Yeah, that <laughs> I don't was, remember that. You don't remember that? that? You're like, wait. He was like, wait a minute. Like, Where are you? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't remember. I gotta. I have to see that. Scene. He like refused to hit her, and then she <laughs> was done with a kick. And Ramona told him, "Hey, her spot's behind her knee. Just touch her there." Right. Oh, I, I remember. Okay, I remember yeah, the, I remember the, the knee line. I don't think I realized that that's what was, was happening though. Why was she that, screaming? That was, <laughs> no, I thought like her spot, like her weak point, like her Achilles heel, was behind yeah. her knee. 
Oh, that was, was a spot. A so spot. I thought the I thought she was screaming like in pain. No. Nope. Oh, I didn't. Wow, that okay. <laughs> oh, no. Not for kids. Apparently not for adults either. I didn't even understand that. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, like uh, until right now, not even like our, our you know previous discussion about this. I never it never clicked until just now. Like I thought, hey. I thought it meant her weak spot is behind her knee. So, which to me it was like not weird because it's like a soft spot. So if I someone punches me behind the knee or or whatever stabs me there, it's gonna hurt. So yeah. I thought, yeah. Like, I thought like that must be her weak point, and she's screaming in pain. I didn't realize. She's screaming uh, in pain. Okay, now pain. you've understood it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> the part that, that, that endeavors to fill the holes. Well, I'll just stop right there. Oh, anyway, boy. Um, <laughs> <Ayo>. <laughs> it's PG thirteen, man. I can do it. I can do those things. <laughs> <laughs> So look, let's do this. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break here for another ad, and when we come back, we're gonna do uh we're gonna do a segment called um, What's recap- that sound? Right, it's gonna be called Stop <laughs> Children. What's that sound? Exactly. So um, <laughs> we're gonna take a That's quick a break, and we'll, be, and we'll be right back with the Now You Seen It podcast. Hey, I'm Josh Bell. I'm Jason Harris. Hey, Josh, we're friends in real life, but we're also co-hosts on this new podcast called Awesome Movie Year, where we take a look back at an awesome year for movies and do a deep dive looking at movies, including the best picture winner, the biggest movie at the box office, future cult classics, and more. Including the biggest flop. And this season, we're doing 1994. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. That could be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We're all over the web as well. Got Awesome Movie Year on all the socials and awesomemovieyear.com. So please like us, subscribe. And uh, if you do like us, give us a five-star rating because we love you. And welcome back to What's That Sound? <laughs> Actually, this is not What's That Sound. This is the Now You've Seen It podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Mike Wiley, here with Matt Vague, Alice Lauren, and special guest, Joey Image. Talking about Scott Pilgrim. Listen, this is the fun part of the uh, of the podcast here. What we're going to do, we are going to recast. If you have the ability to recast uh, the movie to remake it for today, um, who would you put in place? So, Alice, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to let you recast the leading man, the man of the hour, the tower of power, Mr. Scott Pilgrim. If you could recast him today. For a Scott Pilgrim remake, who would you put in his spot? Oh, geez. Um, I, know, I feel like I have to, like, vamp a little bit because I know that... I guess I'll, I'll talk through my process. Basically, there you go. I know talk that, like... Be, because, well, because he was such a, a womanizer, but, like, maybe should be kind of nerdy as well. Because that's the other thing I think I, we had talked before. Like, how is this baby-faced toddler getting all these women? But, you know, I don't know. <laughs> right? So, like, do I want to choose, you know... Someone should, should be Chris Evans. No, no, he's not a teenager. Probably needs to be a teenager. So, well, not teenager, but like young 20s. Oh, I feel really old. Um, who's an actor in their young 20s? Everyone has aged. Everyone Damn. is so old nowadays. Suddenly man. I'm like, oh, everyone's like 28. Um, no, <laughs> me. That age 10 years ago. Right? Well, oh, yeah, True. yeah. But yeah, well, yeah, now, now they're, all, you, know, well, you know, they're like 33. So. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm older than... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 because I was, like, looking up, like, how old they were now. So it was, like, Michael Sarah, I think, was 23. 
at the time, I believe, and now he's 33. He doesn't so like, age, oh though. He still God. looks like he's Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he does. It's amazing. It would be a good one. I don't know. Should we, like, shuffle the the people around? Like, it should be, like, Chris Evans now. <laughs> I actually thought Scott about Pilgrim. this. That's kind of interesting, actually. Like, yeah. as Ramona would have been interesting. Or, like, a, a female Scott Pilgrim. Like, I don't know. I mean, since we're, like, rebooting, you know, female Ghostbusters, female... Whatever, I don't even remember what else. I was I was thinking the same thing, and then instead of... I was going to say uh, female Charlie's Angels, and then I'm like, wait. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> female Bond, yeah, but... Uh, if, if we switched them around, who, like, who would play... Who would be Scott? And actually, what Scott... What You know what? I would probably put Michael Sarah as uh, Matthew Patel, since he was, like, the weakest one out of all seven. Let yeah. him be the first one. Get kick him in the face, get him out of there, move on. So maybe we wanted we'll... that for him. Yeah, he has a very kickable face. That's <laughs> I agree. So okay, so if we do that, then who would be Scott of the cast that, of the current cast? Who would oh from that cast? That cast. Oh, from yeah. that cast, I was gonna say it's what's Jordan. his name, Michael. Whatever, not Michael Jordan. Whatever, Michael C. Jordan, Michael P. Jordan. I forgot his name right now. Well, yeah, Michael B. Jordan, Michael Initial Jordan. Uh (laughs) From Creed. Creed. Yes, from Creed. Michael B. Isn't it B? I think it's B. B. Yeah, I was. I was like Michael Jordan. Oh, Initial. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) He's too cool for that. (laughs) I'm like, he might be a little too cool for that one. But he Uh, likes those nerdier things. He's done the comic book. Yeah, he has. Yeah, hmm. The first time. So who would be? So then, you know what? Since we were talking about um, having Chris, you know, playing like that character that you didn't like, what if Chris Evans actually played Gideon? Oh, he could pull that off. Like, I think he would. I think he would. I think he would have really pulled that off, and probably would have had a good time doing it. Michael Sarah as Gideon. God, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would hate him even more if he was Gideon. <laughs> So much power. Suddenly he's just cocky. He's like, oh, it's me. <laughs> I just imagine him. It's like, wasn't he in the, the end? Michael Sarah was, I think, in like the end of the world movie or something like that, where he was like super cocky and like having sex with Rihanna. Or so I don't even remember like doing coke. Like he like did like a whole like heightened version of himself. That would be really funny. Actually, I think he was really just acting like himself. Yeah, or yeah, probably who he is in real life. An exaggerated version of him. <laughs> right. He, that wasn't an exaggerated version. I think that oh, yeah, was just yeah. him. Uh-huh. What if what so what about Ramona and Knives? Who would we get to who would we get to play Ramona and who would play Knives? I mean from the current cast, I think Aubrey Plaza would be the best Ramona. She's got yeah. the most Oh, that's I forgot she was oh. in there. Um yeah. she was she was Julie. Um Yeah, she like worked like everywhere he went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, would she would she be a, <laughs> like would she be a better too. knives? And then maybe Anna Kendrick could be um could be. Remote. Do we want to take presentation? I don't know. I mean, I feel like Aubrey Plaza is more emo. Uh, yeah, but I don't know that either of them could pull off knives that well. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza as the the lead singer instead of Brie Larson, maybe. Oh, that could be interesting. Well, Anna Kendrick, well, Anna Kendrick could be. Yeah, Anna, Anna Kendrick could pull that off, and maybe Brie oh, yeah. Larson could have been the sister. Oh, Brie Larson deserves a lot. Brie Larson deserves to be, I don't know, what's the female version of S- S- Scotty P- Pilgrim? I don't know. What's the female <laughs> version of Scott? <laughs> Is there Skyler Pilgrim. Skyler Pilgrim. Skyler, Skyler Pilgrim. 
That would be interesting. So, huh? Who would play? You know what would be cool? I wish they actually could have. I wish they could have actually used Macaulay Culkin Macaulay. as Wallace. Yeah, like him playing the role that his brother played. That would have been. I wonder how that would have been. That would have been that. cool as his brother. Um, but it definitely would be cool to see this movie. Maybe Aquafina is knives. So you still have another Asian. Oh but yeah, like Aquafina's I like funny. Her. Yeah. That, who the yeah, hell yeah. is that? Okay. <laughs> a water bottle. A water bottle could play knives. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> still one dimensional. I mean, you know. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was thinking She's Aquafina. Like Aquafina. She's an actress. Tina water. Oh, I have no idea who that is. It's I was thinking uh, for for uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but for uh, I was thinking for knives, Scarlett Johansson. Oh yeah, she'll take any Asian role. Well, I mean, there's no rule. It's oh, especially if it's stop a, it. Especially Whoops. if it's a reboot. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be Asian. <laughs> no, yeah, did you hear yeah. what she said? She said yeah, she was like an There was a movie two years ago that she played an Asian lead. In, yeah. yeah. It was uh, Ghost in the Shell, right? Was that an anime or another Yeah, that was Ghost in the Shell was an anime. I have... um. I have one for Ramona as well that I'd kind of be interested in. I was thinking for Rosa Balk. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, I just saw a meme recently. She should have been Harley Quinn. She was made that for that. Cool. I also have three for Scott Pilgrim. One of them is completely Ooh. ridiculous. Okay. The other two might be. Eh. I had one in my head when we started, and I completely forgot about it now. So I just threw in another one. But um, I would say somewhat serious, maybe Fred Savage. <laughs> like Fred Savage. He can, be, he can be kind of. He looks like he doesn't age much either. No, he does not. Uh, Edward Furlong, who's horrible nowadays, <laughs> and uh, and the absolutely ridiculous one would be Artie Lang, because oh. he's my favorite comedian. I love yeah. that guy. And I, think I thought you were going to say Robin Williams. Robin yeah. Williams cast yeah. for everything. <laughs> I mean, since we're going to go that route, how about Rob- we just throw David Spade in there, Scott? Oh, God, Let's get yeah. it over with. <laughs> you know what? Robin, if, if Robin Williams was alive, he would be an awesome Gideon, I think. He would have been a he would have been a great Gideon. Yeah. Well, he was alive still when the movie was made. He should... I think he would he would have been a really really good Gideon. But yeah. then that would have been kind of weird because he's like sixty and Ramona was in her twenties. So she, <laughs> well, he well, would have been he would have been more like her sugar daddy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Very different movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Ramona. Been, that would have been a really really different movie, man. So look, here's some, some cool real quick. There's some some cool facts that I kind of found that I thought was interesting. Um, do you know that that Edgar Wright had whenever they did a shoot, he made it so that they could not blink during the shoot, <laughs> and if they and if they blinked, he would actually reshoot the whole scene. Even if they had their lines right, he made them reshoot it because he didn't want them to blink because he felt that that would have gave he felt that that gave the movie more of a comic book or anime type look. Which so is weird. it's so weird, and I don't it, think I don't think anybody would have noticed or cared. That's the funny part. I didn't notice it until I read that, and then I went back to watch it. Uh, there were some people who blinked. Now I will say that um, uh, the the young lady who was who's on the female drummer, I can't think of her name, but she she played Kim. Oh, right. uh, she played Kim in the movie. Um, yeah, she did. She actually didn't blink on any uh, during any of her scenes. There were a couple of scenes where she may have cut her gaze, or she may have maybe looked away, but she did not blink in any of her scenes. That's I was insane. like, "Holy crap! That's 
that's dedication, man. That's dedicate, yeah. That's that's like really really dedication. So I was I thought that was I thought that was really cool. And I didn't know that actually um Quentin Tarantino uh, actually had some input in the movie. I thought that was kind of cool when um when I read that. And then we know the thing about the stunt doubles of uh Chris Evans' character were actually his stunt doubles. Oh my God. Um what, what wait wait sorry what if we I'm I'm still in my head I'm still recasting. What if we make <laughs> what if we make Gideon like an older guy, right? And it's not like her sugar daddy. It's just like it's like her say it's like her father or whatever. Like they just reconnect, and he wants her to be, come back home and you know be miserable and be like a wonderful daughter, or whatever. And Gideon is cast as Bernie Sanders. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just thought of that whole thing. The grandpa who doesn't want her to. Do. I like that. As long as he get to say feel the burn in the movie, I don't care. Cast. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's fighting style you though. Oh my god, yeah, that well, it would have to be it would have to be like drunken monkey, man. I can only see Bernie Sanders doing like drunken monkey style. I can't uh, well, see him doing oh, anything. You know what? Wait, maybe I wasn't thinking of Bernie Sanders, maybe I was thinking of Colonel Sanders. Oh wow. Because <laughs> I was thinking old guy. Yeah, maybe Larry David. One of those guys. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I don't know. There's been a million Colonel, Colonel Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> like either, would, either one of them would be fine with me. So would he have like, that would be Bob cool. Will. Yeah. What was it? Would the, have been, would have been a good director cameo. Edgar Wright as Gideon. Did did he? I'm trying to see. Did Edgar Wright? Did he have a little cameo in the movie? Oh, I don't I know if he remember. did. Or not. I don't remember seeing him. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. And did you know what's funny? Um, actually, and this is what I thought was kind of weird. They actually, the original ending was was um, meant for Scott to end up with knives. Even after all the fighting and everything, they originally wanted him to end up with knives. And then they was like, well, you know, he did go through a lot for this girl. So maybe he should end up with her. They was like, fine, why not? But yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how I would have felt about that if he, and I, although I like knives, I would have felt kind of stupid if he went through all that. And then he was just like, yeah, I'm going to stay with knives. <laughs> maybe he was 18, like, like maybe turned 18 by that time, but. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe. we're like, all right, yay! Had a feeling. Maybe after he learned the power of self-respect, he said, "Hey, you know what? I'm not gonna cheat on her. I'll just stay with knives." I don't know. That would have been stupid. Now that I think about it, I would. I, really I was getting annoyed. It looked, it looked like he might not go with Ramona. I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" Well, <laughs> yeah. maybe Nega Scott would have ended up with Ramona. That would have been cool. And <laughs> then the sequel. They could have walked off together. Alive. Right. <laughs> and then in the sequel, he would have created another league of exes. But, you know, they would have all been just negative versions of the other people. Who knows? But because the movie. What would a sequel to this office, be like? It, probably horrible. I mean, if. If, <laughs> if they just. I don't know. I mean, if. if I would be afraid for. I mean, well, I, 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 I can't even count it out because you look at. You look at some movies now, some sequels like 15, 17 years in the making, like Blade Runner. I mean, although it wasn't a direct sequel, how long ago was the original Blade Runner release? And then 2049 came out of nowhere. So I would never yeah. say never, you know, but um, I think some movies, there's just no hope for a sequel, you know. And unfortunately, I think Scott I mean, might be one of them. Although, I'm sorry, go ahead, man. You could do it the other way. Ramona breaks up with him, and then someone wants to date him and has to beat all his exes. Wow, and there was a lot of them. It would make maybe a good TV show. I could see that. Well, yeah, maybe so. Who knows? Who knows what the future for Scott is? He may come back. He may not. Maybe Gideon 
you know, decides to go a different way and he hooks up with Wallace and then the next thing you know, it's a whole different scenario. Who knows? That would Wallace's be Wallace's evil exes, yeah. Exactly. Now you got Wallace's evil exes that he has to deal with. So, you know, it can go any kind of way. So look, Joey, now you may not be familiar with our rating system, but what we do is we basically rate the movies on a scale of one to ten. But instead of just saying one to ten, we put a little spin on it and then we use a dollar amount. So if you want to give it one dollar being the lowest. $10 being the highest. If I was to ask you right now, how much would you pay to see Scott Pilgrim? What would your dollar amounts be, sir? In theaters, right? Theaters, yes, sir. From $1 yeah. to $10. 25 cents. Wow. Wait, wait, what did, he, what did you say? I'm saying <laughs> in theaters always adds at least 25 cents. <laughs> no matter right. how much. <laughs> I, I was going to say about 350 50 All right. Yeah. Alice, what about you? I know. You know what? I'm feeling a little generous, kind of like <laughs> being removed from, from this movie a bit and then watching all of the Honest trailer on YouTube. I recommend that. Um, that there's, like a, there's also a like everything good about Scott Pilgrim as, uh, in the c- cinema wins. I don't know why I'm plugging other people's YouTube. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. It's fine. YouTube.com slash Joey Image TV. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, plug. All the things. Plug your your Twitch. I saw you on there too. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. So I'm kind of removed from it. So I'll give it like a I don't know six dollars. Oh wow. wow, that's uh, much higher. Let me. Let me I want to alter. And I probably gave it a four. I want to alter mine a little bit. So know, still three fifty. Mine would still be three fifty, but somebody else has to pay at least a dollar fifty of it. Wow. <laughs> I don't so, want to go alone. So would that take it to so someone has to pay part of your three fifty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it would be two dollars, and they could pay a dollar fifty. I'm gonna leave it at three fifty. Oh yeah, I'm definitely having a boy pay it for me. Are you guys kidding? No, I'm on my way. Exactly. All right, so we got Alice down for six bucks. Matt, what about yourself, sir? Well, I love all the little stuff, uh, the things that made it a comic book and a video game movie, like the little P bar that went way too fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little inside one from our last uh, attempt at this. Uh, exactly. I, I feel like I could watch this movie probably five times and still notice new things every time. Yeah. And it, it seems like a fun movie theater movie with all the big fight scenes. So I, I would definitely go uh, like eight fifty. Okay. Wow. All right. That does not, that doesn't even include popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but you know what? I'm kind of in this. I'm kind of in the same boat. And as someone who actually saw it in the theater, um, it was something to experience in the theater, especially the fight between uh, them and the Katsuyanaki twins. That whole that 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 whole scene in the theater with was just insane with the sound. It was really really great, and um, I, I actually I actually enjoyed the movie a lot. And as a gamer, I appreciated all of the gaming references. And Alex, I know you mentioned it earlier about some of the references being old. I'm an old school gamer. I mean, I'm I've been I've been gaming since ColecoVision. So a lot of the a lot of the sounds like the Zelda theme music and the Mario coins and the I'm going to get a life and he you see the little one up symbol and all the other little things like the versus bar that comes up and the count the word the little words like counter and all those other things I dug all of those video game references and um it was and again it was just one of those 
it was one of those movies that at the time it was something different. It's it's quirky, and I just appreciated it for what it was. Although I, I'm not, I wasn't, I, and like most 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 of you guys, I'm not necessarily a fan of Michael Sarah. Um, I thought for the role he was he was fine for that role, and so based on those things, I I, I would have paid if I went to go see it today. I probably would. I wouldn't pay the ten dollars, but I would I would pay about nine bucks. Really I don't know. I'm like, oh, six too high. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we averaged out the dollar amounts that we would pay, that would actually give Scott a average score of six dollars and seventy five cents on the now you've seen it scoring chart. So, um, that's not too bad, actually. That's high than if I'm not mistaken. We had like yeah, a yeah. Oh, space out. Yeah, that was that was interesting. So yeah, not Scott's doing pretty good. Movie. No, it's not. So Scott was doing pretty good. Joy, look, before we get out of here, man, I'm going to give you a little time so you can go ahead and plug the stuff that you're doing and uh, let the people know where they can find you and um, you know where they can look you up at, bro. Of course. Uh, Twitch.tv slash JoeyImage. Actually, it's JoeyImageTV on all platforms. So Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. Insta? Instagram. Yes. Oh, Instagram? Okay. Yes um everything is joey image tv and please subscribe to my youtube i just relaunched it january 1st and it went really good uh much more um uh what's the word uh subscribers and activity on there than i actually expected myself um so yeah so please check that out subscribe to my youtube if you would and follow me on twitch you can subscribe on twitch too but that costs more. unless you have amazon prime then it's free otherwise hey. uh i appreciate cool man. i just hit subscribe Nice, thank you. Sir. Yeah, I, I, I subscribed well the last time we got well, I, I can't say record uh, on the YouTube. We're talking about on the Twitch, YouTube. Thank you. I'll do, I'll do both. I'll hit you up on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, I did YouTube actually the last time we spoke. I won't say record because it didn't record, but the last time we spoke, <laughs> I will say that uh, I did subscribe. Man, look, Joey, it's a pleasure, my friend, having you on. And um, I hope this isn't the last time, man. I want you to come back. Yes, I'm going to go through that list, and I'm going to talk to Sean and say, yo, I've never seen What's Called either. Let's do that one in March or February or whatever. Oh, man. Uh, we'll figure something out. It'll be a lot of fun. This has been a blast. Yes, sir. So, look, boys and girls, that's it for us on today on Now You've Seen It. Listen, if you like what you heard, spread the word. Let the people know about the Now You've Seen It podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, all of that good stuff, man. You can email us at oraclepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash now you've seen it. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash oraclepodcast. And you can check out this and other wonderful podcasts at oraclepodcast.com. Shout out to Eric Hunt for our theme music. And we also want to give a thank you to our broadcasting partners at Age of Radio and Galactic Netcast. And you can find out more about them at theageofradio.org and gncast.com. On behalf of Matt Vague, Alice Lorm, Joey Image, and myself, we want to appreciate you guys for coming and hanging out with us. And so until the next show, my friends, we'll talk to you guys. Peace. Bye. Hashtag let us fill your hole. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. Until next time, your holes have been filled. We're out. Now You've Seen It is a production of Oracle Media Productions in association with Age of Radio and Galactic Netcasts. For more great podcasts, visit oraclepodcasts.com, ageofradio.org, and gncasts.com.